Hey everyone, this is Kelsey from the Level Up Growth Podcast. I just wanted to let you guys know about this really awesome retreat that I am running July 16th, 2023. It is a yoga, meditation, and self-reflection wellness retreat, summer wellness at Advanced Health and Wellness in Port Coquitlam, BC. It is a two-hour retreat from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. and we are going to do some amazing uh, yoga, asana practice, yin to vin, starting with some amazing yin yoga and moving into vinyasa, building up a little energy. We're going to have a lovely, healthy snack break. And then we're going to do some self-reflective activities such as coloring and journaling and then end our morning with some meditation. I am really looking forward to it and I would love to have you guys all there. It's just $60 for the two hours. And if you have a registered clinical counselor under your health benefits, it would be covered under that. Um, So please feel free to check out the link in the show notes. Uh, and visit Advanced Health and Wellness's website or give them a call to book at this amazing, super special, limited capacity wellness retreat. Hope to see you there. Basically needed anxiety in order to survive, right? So our brain needed to send us signals that when there was danger. So like, don't walk around that corner because there's a bear that's going to attack you. Or, you know, be careful who you make friends with because that other tribe might kill you or don't eat those berries because then you'll get poison and death, right? And so it's like this protective mechanism to keep us, literally to keep us alive. Welcome to the Level Up Growth Podcast, the podcast where you can learn ways to take your personal development and growth a step further so that you can be the person you want to be and have the life you want to have. I'm Grace, a naturopathic doctor, And I'm Kelsey, a registered clinical counselor. We've both been on and continue to be on our own personal growth journeys. And on this show, we'll explore a range of topics that we can all use to level up our minds, bodies, emotions, and spirit. So let's get started on today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Level Up Growth Podcast. I am here with Grace, my co-host, and I'm Kelsey. We're again, so happy to have you back today. We're talking about something that I see a lot in practice. Probably Kelsey does a lot as well. We're going to be talking about anxiety and why people might get anxious, what you can do about it and just how to recognize it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, anxiety, I'd say like the number one thing I see in practice and like something I experienced myself, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. I think we like, not we, but everyone okay wait not everyone but lots of people (laughs) use it as kind of a blanket statement like I have anxiety yeah when they maybe feel nervous so do you think that's the same thing I don't think that nervousness and anxiety is quite the same thing I also Mm -hmm. think that people misunderstand the difference between having anxiety and having an anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. yeah Definitely. Yeah. I guess the other thing you can use is like, I'm depressed, right? Where people just kind of toss up those terms without, I don't know, to me, it kind of takes away from the severity of say something like generalized anxiety disorder or a major depressive disorder. When people say I'm depressed or I'm anxious, <laughs> but then I'm, I don't want to also don't want to invalidate that. Yeah. I mean, I think 
like how I see it is like we I think we've mentioned this on a, on an episode before but like anxiety is a really normal human mm-hmm. emotion. Everybody gets anxious. There's nothing wrong with you for getting anxious. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It is a normal emotion that everyone experiences. So why does it happen then? Yeah, so let's let's travel back in time to when we were cave people. <laughs> yeah (laughs) okay so when we're you know early humans we basically needed anxiety in order to survive right so our brain needed to send us signals that when there was danger so like don't walk around that corner because there's a bear that's going to attack you and eat you or Mm -hmm. you know be careful who you make friends with because that other tribe might kill you or don't eat those berries because then you'll get poisoned and die right and so Mm -hmm. it's like this protective mechanism to keep us literally to keep us alive Right. And so, and that's, that's literally how anxiety evolved, right? Protective mechanism. The problem is in 2023, for the most part, most of us, especially, you know, in Canada, US, like we're not actually in danger of dying. And the things that we get anxiety about are typically not things that are actually going to cause us dying. But the, that part of our brain just didn't evolve the way the rest of our brain did. So it's just like, nope, we're still going to die. Totally. It's like, you cognitively can know I'm not being chased by a bear, but then your body can think that you are because there's no difference, right? The same hormones and whatnot are all released. It's just that you thinking and you thinking and quote unquote knowing what's happening is different than your body knowing and feeling what's happening. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so common for people to be like, why am I getting so anxious? I know everything's all good. Like I am okay. I am safe, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But they still feel it so much in their body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like what we sometimes call reptile brain, right? It's like mm-hmm. that. So if, if, you know, understanding the brain, like that would be like kind of more your brain stem area. It's like the oldest part of your brain. And it's the only function is to keep you alive, really. It's like mm-hmm. the, the function. It's also it helps us breathe and, you know, remember mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's important. Like our old brain evolved to keep us alive. And we obviously care about that. It evolved to find food and shelter identify, respond to threats, form social bonds, etc. But then we also have our new brain too, right? Which mm-hmm. it ruminates on things. It has a really vast imagination. It plans, you know, self-monitors. So those two can sometimes not work in our favor. And as we know, our brain is so tricky, right? So then we have these new brain, quote unquote, problems like self-criticism, the worry, rumination, judgment, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when it comes to anxiety, what I always am curious about is like, how is it your anxiety impacting you? One of the things that I often get in practice is people come in and be like, okay, I, I'm here because I feel anxious and I don't want to be anxious anymore. And then, of course, we do the whole psychoeducation like I just did with the Cape Man mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, and then I ask, you know, like, well, okay, well, what are you doing that's unhelpful for you? Like, what are these behaviors that like how is this impacting your life and i get a range of clients i do get people with anxiety disorders and clearly it's severely impacting their functioning but i get a lot of people who are like well it's not really like i'm doing all the things that i want to do you know like i it's it just feels uncomfortable i just don't like the Mm -hmm. feeling of it Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay well is that so bad (laughs) yeah which obviously is very very invalidating to say but Yeah, it's like just normalizing that these are normal feelings to feel. And just because they're uncomfortable doesn't mean that they're a pathology, Mm -hmm. right? Something to pathologize. Mm -hmm. 
just so everybody knows the diagnostic criteria for generalized anxiety disorder is, because I think some people listening might just be like, oh, I wonder if I have this. So first of all, you have to have had these symptoms for at least six months. So it would be things like excessive anxiety and worry occurring on more days than not, finding it difficult to control your worry. Anxiety and worry are associated with at least three of the following six symptoms, restlessness, feeling keyed up or on edge, being easily fatigued, difficulty concentrating, irritability, muscle tension, sleep disturbance, the anxiety, worry, or physical symptoms cause clinically significant distress or impairment in important areas of functioning, and then that the disturbance is not due to physiological effects of a substance or medical condition, and the disturbance is not better explained by another medical disorder. And that's all from the the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important for people to know kind of what the disorder, quote unquote, is, and also to recognize that if you have anxiety that you experience daily, but you're able to manage it with whatever tools that you have, that might be okay, I think. Mm. Right? I totally agree. Uh, I'm curious, why, why do you think that it's people don't think that's okay? I think I, yeah, compared to something like bloating, where people think like any type of bloating is not okay. Even though it is normal to bloat after you have a bolus of food simply because your stomach is full, right? And then there's this line that's maybe not as fine with affecting your activities of daily living, but it's it's like, okay, there is bloating that could be there's something else going on underneath, but a part of you should know that, not sh- sh- should know, part of you should accept bloating as a normal part of life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And I just think that like feeling so great all the time and like so even and steady is just not realistic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's not because we're human. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I think that's the expectation because that's kind of the image that's portrayed, right? I'm so stable. I can always manage things. I have great management techniques, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So can we be stable and have anxiety? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, I agree. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, not so stable. Like, I experience no highs and lows. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, experiencing no highs or lows would mean numb. And that yeah. is typically also, not great. Not either. good. Yeah. 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 It is like such a funny thing. So, do you think that most people experience anxiety mostly due to our reptilian brain or our mammalian brain? I would say, yeah, to our reptilian brain, I would think. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's it's just misinterpreting things that are happening now as being way more dangerous than they are. I'm trying to think of examples from my own life, the things that, you know, like, because I, I get anxiety like everyone else. And I've had trouble with anxiety before when I was like, I think I mentioned this before, but when I was first diagnosed with chronic illness, I mm. was definitely way more anxious, which makes sense because even though mm. my illness is not going to kill me, it's difficult to cope with but even especially at a young age where you think about like oh if I feel this way now it can only progress from here Mm -hmm. right totally Mm -hmm. yeah so I think I I mean I think that experience is normal I think even more recently thinking about okay what makes me anxious I mean sometimes it's kind of more trauma related which makes sense but sometimes it's just you know are people going to like me you know which is Mm -hmm. not life or death it's just kind of like yeah I mean so if we want to go back to like caveman mind, if we had to be part of a tribe in order to survive, and if our tribe members didn't like us, they would kick us out. 
and then mm-hmm. we would die. And so our mm-hmm. brain's still stuck in that. Well, if we, if we don't have friends, we're going to die, it's, which is obviously not the case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still stuck in that, even though I think for when I explain it to people, it can feel like it's, oh, that was so long ago, though. Haven't we evolved so much? And it's like, not really. <laughs> not really. No, like not we, that part of our brain. <laughs> yeah, not that part of our brain. We developed other parts like way, way faster, but not that part. And that part is the part that's struggling, I think, to catch up with the other parts, like mm-hmm. the new brain. Mm-hmm, totally. How do you deal with anxiety? I think, well, <laughs> I don't know. People have asked me this before. I don't really, I definitely experience anxiety because I must. Mm-hmm. I feel it the most around my parents, I guess. So not really on a daily basis. How do I deal with it? Usually talking to others and then just journaling. Like I love writing. I think it's such a great outlet. And yeah, that's mostly what it is. And just reminding myself that it really doesn't matter. <laughs> like what I feel anxious about, it, it not significant. And I know that doesn't work for everyone. It's just truly, I'm like, why would we worry about my parents? visiting me they're lovely in all ways but I just get so worked up about their judgment (laughs) yeah yeah so it's tough but yeah I really like journaling yeah okay cool yeah Mm -hmm. or like I guess yeah you said also just talking about it right journaling Mm -hmm. is a form of that I guess a form of talking about it yeah and just also trying to understand like why do I feel this way is there something yeah am I assuming the worst that something they're going to say something or whatnot just like trying to work out my own feelings Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think no, I lost my thought. Oh, I mean, happy- oh, no, I remember it. Okay, I was thinking you're like, well, I know that doesn't work for everyone, and I think that's because sometimes for some people, our rational brain can convince our reptile brain that mm-hmm. this is correct, and for other people, it's for whatever reason your reptile brain is very, very strong, and your mm-hmm. rational brain just cannot convince it, no matter what. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> The rational brain just cannot convince. I mean, yeah, it's different too because my rational brain can say these things, but then I still feel it in my body. I'll feel like, oh, my cheeks are like really tense because that's where I carry my stress. Mm-hmm. And when I'm when I feel really tense about something, I'll they'll, my cheeks will go numb, so they'll get oh. really tingly and numb. And I'll know that even though maybe cognitively I didn't think I was stressed or anxious about something, I'll know something's bothering me. Interesting. How do you deal with the physical symptoms then? I get Botox, <laughs> but yeah, I used to just be very aware of it and then just massage, but yeah, <laughs> that's Hilarious. how I deal with it now. Hilarious. Because it hurts, right? It yeah. hurts. Yeah. Yeah. How about in the moment though? What do you do in the moment? Oh, in the moment for the, for my like mouth? Physical. Yeah. For the physical, I guess like nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't, cause it doesn't affect my activity. Unlike nausea or stomach pain or things like that, where it would be much harder. I just feel it in my face a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think I should be doing something? No. I think it's great that you don't have to. Right. Again, I think this is a great example of, hey, if it doesn't affect your functioning, it's not actually a problem. It's just something. It's just something I noticed. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I should probably, you know, take a breather or take a minute, but I can still go on. I just, I really notice it in my face. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) What do you do, Kelsey, when you're you're feeling anxious? 
I mean, I, I would say at this point, pretty similar. Like, oh, I just kind of notice it. I, I'll notice it and be like, oh, it's so interesting that I feel like oh, yeah, I right. right now. Or like, mm-hmm. I'm just curious about it more than anything, I'd say. But I actually don't do anything. Or if I notice there's tension, yes, I'll purposely try to release the tension. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but I don't do anything about it to try to make it go away. It usually just goes away on its own. It's usually mm-hmm. not a problem. The only time I would say it is a problem if and when it is affecting my functioning. What? Why is it stopping me from doing this thing? Usually I know why it is. Um, and again, mm-hmm. for me, for me, it's more related to trauma and like interpersonal relationships. But mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the case, then it's it might be just like talking to somebody about it. Um, mm-hmm. So a friend, partner, whoever. And that tends to help. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, like for the most part, it's not. I don't. Again, I, I, at this point, anxiety is not. I don't have an anxiety disorder. So it's just a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then some days I kind of just think of it as a cue to be more introspective. Like I'm like, okay, well maybe I just was not being mindful to my body, you know, these past mm-hmm. few weeks or days. And this is a nice reminder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the other thing. Our emotions are always trying to communicate something to us. So whether it's anxiety mm-hmm. or sadness or anger or whatever emotion it is, it's trying to tell you something. So I think it's also interesting to be like curious about what is it trying to tell me right now? Mm-hmm. What is it trying to tell me? And then also, I think the more that you tune into that, the easier it gets to appreciate emotions just as they are. They're just communicating something to you and they're not you know scary or bad or you know whatever in that way yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah emotions and they we're talking about anxiety but this could also be applied to sadness or again anger mm-hmm. right or really any emotion pull the feelings will you can pick any emotion mm-hmm. from it and you know these are just normal things to experience the normal things to feel in your body and mm-hmm. unless they're affecting your functioning, they're not a really a big deal. We're supposed to have all these emotions. If we weren't mm-hmm. supposed to have them, we actually wouldn't. We would have evolved without them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then you can learn tools to manage it. And that's mm. how you go about your life. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's that people think that no one else experiences it because no one really talks about it mm-hmm. unless they have a disorder. Then they might be more vocal about it mm-hmm. or they might be even less vocal about it. But I think that's why people think that it's not normal to experience anxiety as just an emotion. You know, that's that's not a disorder, just an emotion that comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you a good point. You know, there are lots of coping tools out there. So like you mentioned, you use journaling. I kind of mentioned I use more like curiosity. Mm-hmm. There are thousands of coping skills you could learn mm-hmm. that will help with anxiety. So if you're really like, oh, I, I am... I am struggling with this feeling or I'm just struggling with accepting the feeling. I think that's like mm-hmm. a really important part is just accepting the feeling. Then mm-hmm. there are coping skills that will help you just accept it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's probably the hardest part to accept it. Totally. <laughs> it is the hardest part. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just want to get rid of it and not kind of acknowledge it. But mm-hmm. if you accept it, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that goes, I guess, feelings in the body and as well as thoughts, but, you know, also Mm -hmm. your thoughts, you don't, we don't have to follow every thought that we have. And so Mm -hmm. we tend to do that. So especially when we get into like worry thoughts, it's like, oh, we a believe everything our minds tell us, which honestly, most of what our minds tell us probably aren't even that true because Mm -hmm. they're just opinions or Mm -hmm fears or whatever and then we yeah yeah, or then we follow every thought we're like oh this is a great thought i'm gonna keep thinking about this thought and it's like well i don't 
actually have to follow any of my thoughts, really. No. Yeah. And your thoughts can be lies, like straight up lies. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And so I was just kind of thinking, and this is what I tell clients too, is like, is your thought helpful or unhelpful? Like, is your thought taking you towards the person you want to be? Is it taking you away from that person? And if your thought's unhelpful, that's perhaps a thought we should not follow. And again, there are thousands of coping skills for this, uh, but mm. we don't follow that thought. We just follow the thoughts that are helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Just thoughts are thoughts, and then you get to decide what's helpful and what's not helpful based on your values. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I think that kind of hammering the point home that we have this reptilian brain that's kind of out of our control, right? And that's why we get things like anxiety or this because it's trying to protect us. Our brain is trying to protect us from danger. Mm -hmm. And so it's not our fault that we might experience these things, but it's also normal to experience these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100% agreed. I once heard this great analogy for Mm -hmm. anxiety that was, I think it was on a meditation app actually, but it's that Anxiety is like a lizard running around in your brain, pulling levers and screaming. Totally. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so it's so hard to accept it and um, be able to just take a breath if the lizard is screaming and pulling down all the levers, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, it's pause. It's okay. We can just take that moment. Right. And maybe that is just, maybe that is literally a breath, right? Maybe it's literally a breath. Yeah. 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 And then just like, okay, it's anxiety. It's here. What am I going to keep doing? Mm -hmm. And then think about, because thoughts will come. Does the thought serve me or does it not serve me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's such an interesting topic because anxiety is, again, something everybody experiences, but something everybody hates so much. Most people are more willing to be sad than they are to be anxious. I guess I think it's because sadness is more perhaps easily explained sometimes than anxiety, but maybe that's untrue. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes people just feel anxious and they're not really sure why. It's just, I think it's being curious. Okay, what is happening right now? Also just thinking like there's an acronym called HALT. So Mm -hmm. was it hungry, angry? something tired i think it's yeah hungry angry or anxious mm-hmm. um, i have it tagged on my notes funny enough oh my god amazing <laughs> oh yeah t is tired uh, oh lonely lonely tired lonely. H- hunger hunger anger loneliness tiredness so like if you're experiencing one of these things, you might actually feel a little bit more anxious. So it's again, if you're like, mm. oh, I don't know why I feel anxious, I really start to tap into, okay, what what is happening? Am I hungry? Am I mm. just am I angry or upset about something? Am I just feeling lonely? Like, do I need some social interaction? Am I exhausted? Mm. Right? We tend to, yeah, get more anxious when, when these things happen as well. Mm. Again, that's just part of reptilian brain being like, oh, we need these things in order to to be safe and okay to be safe yeah to be accepted to yeah live survive all these things mm-hmm. yeah exactly uh, any other thoughts on anxiety no i think just really emphasizing that it is normal to experience it even on the daily basis if it's if you're able to still do your normal life but you just experience it from time to time 
there are tools to help you manage it. Everyone does experience it. So it's not like you're the only one that experiences it. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between experiencing anxiety and then having a diagnosed disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, the thing that I would add is where to get the tools, I guess. So, I mean, there's tons of self-help available online, books, you know, that kind of thing. I have a, my TikTok channel, I think I mentioned before is I can link it again in the show notes, but it's, I have lots of coping skills on there. Mm-hmm. Obviously they're just coping skills to know which ones specifically to use. You're, if you're using this as self-help, best judgment, I guess, mm-hmm. but obviously it can be very individual. So you might try some and they might not work for you. Uh, otherwise counseling, this is a great place to obviously a great resource. I know not everybody can afford counseling, which is why self-help is out there as well. I think both mm-hmm. are important. Yeah. Any thoughts mm-hmm. on that? No, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, I remember there are resources available for you regardless of your income and and all that as well. Mm -hmm. There's lots of resources out there. And I don't know, one that I really like is just breathing Mm. (laughs) and slowing down your breathing, mostly because it's available right away to you. There, You don't need an app to help you breathe. I mean, ideally you don't, but you could just slow it down to say, I'm going to breathe. This is obviously limited by ability pending you have no health conditions that impact your breathing but if you're just like okay i'm gonna take you know nine breaths this minute and that's all i'll have because a normal breathing pace is between 12 and 20 Mm -hmm. it's something that you can do right away with no other tools no one else knows you're doing it as well which is really important for some people and Mm yeah yeah and there's lots of breathing techniques out there but mm-hmm. i would say yeah something just slowing down your breath so or taking deep breaths so breathing into your diaphragm and typically to do that you would it would be a, a shorter inhale and a longer exhale so maybe like a four count inhale and a eight count exhale for example it doesn't have to be those exact numbers but that kind of idea where it's like that's the really long exhale that's the deep breathing part mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, I think that's all we have for you guys this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope that you found something useful or helpful from this episode. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much again for listening to today's episode. Make sure to connect with us on social media with your takeaways from the show any questions you may have and let us know what topic you're interested in. Your support means so much to us. So please subscribe to the show, rate and review if you enjoy it. We'll talk to you next week on Level Up Growth.